Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And in today's episode, and I know we are a bit late to the, the matter. Oopsie. You know, yep. But we had planned before, and since, you know, pretty much everyone in the planet is aware, Kobe Bryant died, I want to say, two, three weeks ago? Something like that. And it was ob obviously a shock. Bigger than, you know, first of all, because he was a celebrity, and we always tend to put celebrities on this, you know, pedestal where they seem invincible. But for me, especially Kobe, because he had no, not only did he not have any self-destructive behavior, like you saw, like maybe Michael Jackson or Prince or other artists that we see dying and famous people, but he was like just a stand-up guy, like going to his uh, daughter's basketball game, doing new projects, even won an Oscar, I believe. Like just yeah. going like the quote-unquote Mamba mentality, but now applied outside the court. And then to see just just him die in a way that was not, It was almost not preventable. You couldn't predict or prevent that. Um, it just puts, at least for me, puts in perspective just how fragile life can be. And like that's what the, the whole podcast I wanted to talk about is just, you know, memento mori at the end of the day because we're all human. We can all go at any point. And that just reminds us of that because, you know, first of all, respect to him, to the daughter that died, all the other people and to all the families. Because it's like that, like his 13-year-old daughter was there as well. And it's like, it doesn't... Yeah, it's not it's fair, like but... From, from one think, moment to the other, it can happen. I think that's why so many people were shocked uh, at receiving this, this, this news, because no one really thinks about death anymore in, in our current society. It's really a topic we, we shy away from. And so naturally, when someone dies and like... It's especially in this scenario when it wasn't avoidable, you know, it's just a freak accident. These things happen, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and but the thing is, people, it's when it's a celebrity, it obviously everyone is aware of it, and it draws their attention. Especially like you said, people think it, celebrities are like kind of these gods that are invincible. And then when these things happen, you you really you have to come to terms with that. This can happen to anyone, anytime, in any place. You know, no one is safe from death Absolutely. and this just goes to show it and I think that's why so many people not only because obviously he was a, a stand-up guy and he had this amazing impact on so many people as a role model but also because it, it gives this idea it reminds us that death is coming that it can happen to anyone and it, it, it's not even uh, about being fair or unfair you know it just happens and that's why I think so many people were shook by this this news yeah absolutely and you know At the end of the day, it is, an, it, it is a natural part of life for how, you know, sad it can feel for humans because, you know, we have a lot more invested emotionally than, for example, I don't know, like when a, a tiger is hunting the, and you see this in nature, when you see animals die, there's not really <laughs> any emotion there other than what their, uh, you know, uh, adre adrenaline, stuff like that, but that's not really emotion. And for us, I feel like that's why it's so hard for us to deal with it, because we know it is a natural part of life, but it's still it's still very painful because we get attached emotionally. Not attached, but you know, we give value to these things, emotionally, these people, people and and you know, pets and stuff like that. And so, it's it, it also like you were saying, we don't prepare because it's very hard to to even start to think about those those things because we know they're coming. We know that one day. Now, let's say your grandparents or your parents or whatever, there's a certain amount of times you're going to see them. And that, that number is limited until one day, you know, you can't do that anymore. And, you know, to think about it, it is scary because 
if, if you think about it, if it happened right now, you wouldn't be prepared. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. pretty much anyone is or would be prepared to get the news right now on the phone. And yeah. But but it can happen at any moment. It it <laughs> for us it could happen right now. Somebody could call right now and something you know quote unquote terrible would have happened. But you know at least speaking on my experience, when was the last time I even thought about those things? Not often. Or when that feeling arised, I was like, oh, let me push it away. That's very you know that's very uncomfortable to deal with. And so I feel like the whole morale of uh, at least in the Kobe situation it brings for me is to you know enjoy while you can and consciously enjoy while you can and a part of that is also preparing preparing for it to end because when when you know it's going to end and if you keep that in mind i feel like it's much harder to do things that you don't like or and above that that you don't think that matter at the end of the day yeah yeah that is a great reminder of what really matters and doesn't matter in your life i i actually remember doing this exercise i once read in a book and i, I want to say it's from Tony, Ro Tony Robbins, I don't, well, I don't remember quite well, which is basically, no, it wasn't from Tony Robbins, it's another book. I think it's, it's the Seven it's The Seven Habits, habits yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where you, yeah, you yeah. Basically, you you try to picture what your own funeral will be like. No, your deathbed, what your deathbed will be like. And then it really like makes you imagine what it would be like sitting there on your bed, last day of your life, all the family around you, all of that things. And that was the first time I, I kind of experienced that uh, awareness of, of death and how yeah. impactful it is. Because once you put things in those terms, there, there's really no, no time for you to be, to be wasting, you know. It really puts into perspective all the things you're doing that you don't like, like you just said, and all the things that you should be doing and could be doing to improve your life and make it a worthwhile life. And that's like, if you're ever in doubt of like what, what do you want to do with your life, where do you want to go with, with your career, your hobbies, whatever it may be, you know, put it from that point of view you know yep. just imagine yourself in your deathbed and that as a way of making things very clearly you know uh, what would you like to have done more imagine yourself in that scenario and it's it becomes easier to to answer in my opinion yeah absolutely and just puts everything into perspective you know especially and because i'm going to talk about this because you know like, like for example a nine to five that you don't like because uh, i mean i'm not i don't know if there's plenty of people who like their nine to fives but i know there's some There are some people who like their jobs, but if you don't like your job and you, you know, you constantly, and if you're like me, you feel stuck and you feel trapped in a job and, but you're doing it. And a lot of times it's, it's so funny how we justify doing things. It's like, okay, I got a job and okay, I have a job. No, then I get a house. Okay. But then the house is on a loan. So I, I need to keep the job to pay the house. And then, but and if you look at it and maybe a car as well, you need to pay that as well. And then if you look at it, it's like, okay. First of all, do I even like where I am? Because if the answer is no, then okay, well, I'm gonna get, get a job there so I can buy a house there, so I can buy a car there. When the core of it was, there's no purpose other than societal pressures that I feel like I need to do this. And and the, the, one of the big reasons I think we do this as well is because we feel like we have a lot of time. We feel like we have a lot of time to, you know, ah, but when I'm 30 and I have money, I can go and go for my dreams or I can go for that trip that I've always wanted or I can spend more time with my family and my kids and whatever. But at the end of the day is, if you don't start right now, at least trying right now, then it could be too late to, to even try. And then that's when regret comes. Because I don't think, you know, that regret comes from not achieving certain things or not not doing in the sense that maybe you, don't, you, you never had money for them. But it comes from not even trying, not even taking the first step towards things. You really feel like you 
you want and you and they're made for you like your purpose and and a lot of times we delay like i was saying that because we feel like we have time but you know like we see you kobe very <laughs> very healthy no bad habits you know overall a pretty fucking amazing guy and you know death can come for anyone at any moment and his daughter even even more tragically 13 years old she yeah. didn't even have a fucking chance to try at, at for the most part you know you, she was still not an adult and when I mean, you put that in perspective and so many of us were adults and we we in theory we have all the freedom we want to do whatever we want but we keep putting ourselves in these jails of our own making and this is not to say that it's not you need to quit your job and go make your business and whatever no but it's but if you don't like it, at least try at least strive towards the things you you really want to do because otherwise you know one day is going to be too late yeah and i think it's an important point to to highlight it's like this isn't we're not calling for extreme measures you know it's really yeah. if you let's say you don't like your job you're on nine to five but you have kids you have a family and you have a, a house to pay you still need the money you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you can do without quitting your nine to five job yeah. that will improve your situation you know because nine to five is only that you know that's only Uh, some hours of your day you still have all the other hours that you're not working and yep. I'm amazed by how many people waste th those hours because you can say to yourself I'm busy I don't have time but I guarantee to you that most likely those hours aren't all filled outside of your work you know you you have an hour here that you maybe you're watching TV an hour there you're, you're scrolling on the phone 15 yep. minutes here 15 minutes there you know if you aggregate all of that and you just Imagine if you dedicated 30 minutes a day to yeah. one thing you really like. It's like, and 30 minutes isn't even that much, you know? Let's say you want to play the guitar, man. You, you dedicate 30 minutes a day, you probably get to playing like decently in a year, you know? And that's, yeah, yeah. And that's not a, lo a lot of time. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, like, just for me to clarify my point as well, is it doesn't need to be something that's going to be replacing your job or whatever. You can have your job yeah. just to, because, you know, pays your bills. It's not that uncomfortable. But then... <laughs> But then it's the big problem for me is when people don't enjoy their time and they start complaining about it. And because, you know, if you're, if you're good, like if you like your job and, you know, then you, you take care of your kids and you maybe you run on the week and stuff like that and you're happy with your life, then fuck it, you're, you've, you've achieved what most people never do in their lives. But if you're, if you're not and you, then you complain and then you do nothing about it and you have like, let's say you finish at... Okay, let's say you start at nine, you finish at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, and then you have one hour from, from you know, work to home. You have four hours until you go to sleep. And if you spend those hours on Netflix and on bullshit social media scrolling and you know just not doing anything, pretty much, it's like eventually your life will end like that. Because if you do every, you keep doing the same things, you'll reach the same, you know, the same results every time, which is what you have right now and that's why if you're not happy with what you have right now that it is critical like you were saying because only 30 minutes is like that thing like if you're on like if you if you're on a car and you shift the the wheel five centimeters to the right after one second nothing changes but if you let it for 30 seconds you're gonna crash your car for example and the same thing with you know where you want to go with you know in life pretty much because if you're in another direction but and you just change a bit let's say those 30 minutes of guitar you know you're changing the wheel a bit and maybe a bad example of the crashing but you know yeah. but, <laughs> at, at the, but you're gonna get better at the guitar if that's something that matters to you 
and maybe more than that, it's probably creative expression. Because, and you know, if you get to the core of that, that creative expression, what would be the regret if at the, at the end of your life you felt like you, you didn't even try to express that? Whether that's guitar, piano, painting, whatever. Like for most people, they would say, you know, they would regret. <laughs> they would, they, like, life yeah. wouldn't be worth living. And to me, that's so fucking scary that, you know, because life could be Ultimate tomorrow. regret. Yeah, life yeah, could be more than that's... Because we, I, think, I don't think we ever ex truly experience, like, this level of regret you're talking about. Because, like, we regret stuff, and then usually you have another, other opportunities to, to make up for it. So yeah. it's not, not really true regret. True regret comes from things you really can't fix. And that's the scariest shit I can imagine, you know? That's like when people say, my father died, but I never got a chance to, to make things right with him or, mm -hmm. or, you know? That's like truly the level of regret that can break a person. And that's, and you don't want to get to that point. Like you said, you don't want to get to your deathbed and think about all of the things you didn't do. And not even your deathbed, like I'm saying, you know, if you have pendant issues with a friend, a family, you mm -hmm. know? Those things may seem like nothing, but imagine going back to the Kobe scenario. Imagine someone was get, got into a discussion with Kobe the day before, and then they mm -hmm. they left him. They left the planet while they were still hungry. You know, that's things. And then that really puts it into perspective because that stuff matters. You know, it it's important. Those kinds of the who what, when you have discussions, when you get mad, when you treat someone uh, unfairly or unkindly, you know. That can always happen, and if you yeah. treat it with that point of view, you you become just a, a a much better human because you you actually strive in every interaction you you have and do to leave the person a bit better off. Because imagine you'll never see them again. That's how you want to leave things with that person. You wanna you don't want to have to, you don't want to regret have that level of regret of like yeah. feeling sorry because mm -hmm. you you like you know and that's not that just scares me. You know, imagine leaving someone you really like. That person dies, and you were like you were mad with them at the time. Yeah, and and that's why you know if if you look at so much of the stoic advice, it is so much of that you know, uh, you know, be good today, be good, be the better, the bigger person today. Because you know, of course, it's fucking hard. If some you know some f person you love is screaming at you, you just want to scream back instead of solve things. But you know, if you <laughs> you need to, or all of us need to understand that if you don't solve them, and then you know, both of you go your ways until you solve them again, there is a possibility that, you know, the possibility of solving it is gone. For how sad that that is and how, you know, tragic yeah, that is. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. That's what makes people yeah. solve things. And and that's why, you know, a lot of, you know, Jordan Peterson's advice and the, the, this, you know, we can call it more masculine advice of just doing the right thing and, you know, not caring so much about your feelings in that moment and more what is right. It is because of those things. Because in those scenarios, you don't want <laughs> to... Because then it, the, the consequences of not doing them can be so much greater than just you having your feelings hurt that it's, or, or maybe not even express at that moment. A lot of times it's just petty shit. You know, you just want to, the person made you feel bad, you just want to make them feel bad as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, is that really more important than both of us having your consciousness clear and coming to a solution? A solution just maybe, in, you know, just working things out without all that level of, you know, resentment towards each other that, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about it, what if one of you died before you solved the problem? Whether this is family, relationship, uh, romantic relationships, whatever, you'd probably carry that shit for the rest of your life. You know, that that's the things that I imagine, and I'm, I'm grateful to not have anything like that, but I imagine those are the things that would keep you up at night. You know, mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, only if I had said that, only if I wasn't such, only if I had been the better person at that moment. 
But now it's too late. I can't. And even now talking about this is like Jesus Christ. Put yeah, it you, you, yeah. It leaves you really disturbed just because of the yeah. possibility of it happening. So imagine it actually happening, you know. It's one of those things. And that's why it's important when all of this, we'll talk about death. And some people, some people like call it morbid to think about death. But it really isn't, you know. It's, it's like, or maybe it is, you know. The point is it doesn't matter if it's morbid or not. Yeah. The point is the the that day. discussion needs to be had. For you to make it's for you to live a good life because if you feel like there's just a limitless life, you know, there's no pressure on you to do anything. Only when you start really thinking about it and and facing like death as a possibility, that's where all of your decisions are made clear. You know, yeah. Then then like if you if you think you're going to die tomorrow, you wouldn't spend the day watching Netflix for three hours. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. You just wouldn't. That, that it takes that possibility out of your mind. So maybe people don't have a problem of being lazy. You know, they maybe they just don't know how important their actions are, and that's what causes it's causing them to waste away life because there is no 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 pressure, and that's what what leads most people, I think, to a unhappy life because I think you always unconsciously know that death is coming. You, maybe yeah. you don't ad actually address it, but yeah. you know, if we actually like go deep inside our fears. It always goes back to the fear of death, like anything. You, you can trace it back because that's the only really, the only really bad thing that no one can come back from. It's death, and so that's like the underlying, underlying fear over everything, anything we do. And if you don't address it, you know, just I don't think you'll ever get past it. Yeah, and and not only, and I like how you said, you know, it, the Netflix example where if you're wasting all this time, it's you know one one day it's going to be too late. But the thing is, if you do the important things for, then you also have time for those things. You know, you have time to watch yeah. Netflix as well. But the problem is when you, when we procrastinate and we delay and we take so much longer to do these tasks that we know we should do, then they need like, for example, uh, let's take the example of uh, playing the guitar for 30 minutes per day. A lot of times that will take like two hours just with, you know, oh, now let me check my phone and then let me, uh, oh, some more emails and some shit that you don't need to do just because you're delaying that important thing. And then this 30-minute thing becomes a two-hour thing because you're just, you know, all over. And then maybe while you're playing, you check the phone and whatever. And a big problem, and we talked about this during the Deep Work book as well, is that it's not only not feeling the importance of these tasks, but then it's being able to focus on them when you actually get to them. Because, you know, and I see so many people that, you know, send messages to the page and all. It's like, a lot because a lot of people know what can, at least the general direction of where they want. A lot of them, I, I feel like. They know, or at the very least, they know they want something greater. They know, you know, they know they want to achieve that potential. They, they know they have. But su such a hard part is just, you know, not only starting, but get, be getting focused on the things you need to do. And, you know, we can link this all to social media and all those things. But at the end of the day, if you, if you really understood that it was important, you would find a way around it. That's why I feel like. Because, yeah, you can always... And there's a lot of ways to improve all of this, to, you know, optimize your time and all that. But if you don't deem that important, you'll never get to it at the end of the day. If, you're, if you don't know why you're doing it, it's such a big thing as well. Um, if you don't know why, and I feel like a lot of that why starts with, you know, one day you're going to die. And so you better, you better enjoy yeah. the time that you have here. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big, like, reason to live, you know, because you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So people, they kind of ask themselves, what's the meaning of life? Why? Why are we trying to be better and, and do all these things, you know? I mean, no one really has an answer, but part of the equation is you are going to die one day. And yeah. so 
I think the best way I've ever heard this put was by Mark Manson and in this book, The Solar Art of Not Giving a Fuck. She basically states like, okay, maybe life has no meaning. And if it has no meaning, then it makes as much sense to live a, a, a happy life than to live a sad life. And if you know you're going to live, if you're going to enjoy a, a happy life more, why not try to work for a happy life? You know? And that's like, if, for all the nihilists and, and people that like try to claim that everything is subjective and nothing has meaning and whatever you know <laughs> yeah maybe you know i can't really counter that argument no one can but the thing is no one can live in in the, using that perspective you know if you truly believe everything is subjective you can't do anything because you just you you aren't sure of like even that language is real so why are you talking with people you know it's it's like maybe it's real but it doesn't even matter what matters is what like at the end of the day what what will you enjoy more at the end of your life. Like, if you look back into your life, will you have enjoyed it if you actually lived it with purpose and fought for something? Maybe it's real, maybe it's not. It doesn't even... The point is that it doesn't matter, you know? Did you fight for something or, or did you just waste away your time, you know? At the mm -hmm. end of the day, like, I, I can only imagine the... Like, even if I really try to put myself in my last moment, my last breath... You know, I want, I, I, the, the thing I most fear is that, you know, it's looking back and thinking, man, I did not do what I wanted to do. Can you just, like, everyone listen, try to really place yourself in that scenario. That's the scariest thing. I, I never experienced anxiety in my life. That's like the closest I come to it, I think. Yeah, because, because, uh, you know, uh, just to kind of do a little tracking, a good quote I like on this as well is, uh, the meaning of life is that it ends. And it's something like that. Yeah. And yeah, but like you're saying, to put yourself in that scenario, it is so hard because I find it, because you know, uh, and if you read a lot of wise, very wise personas throughout history, at least they, their students count that in their last moments, they were peaceful. They're in pain, physical pain and what whatnot, but they were calm in the sense of their mind was calm. They were, they accepted what was coming. And to me, that's just such a foreign concept because every time I think about that, you know, death, I'm, I'm, I'm always like, I just want to live more <laughs> regardless of what that yeah. takes. I don't want this to end. So <laughs> it, it, is, it is hard to, to understand. But I feel like the, the best is like all those people, for the most part, they always gave it their all to what they had. And even taking it back to Kobe, a, a big thing that also is more relieving is that he really gave it all he had to life. Whether that was on the field, off the field, he was always, at least for the most part, he was always on point. He was never, I don't feel like he left anything to do that he could in the time he was here. You know, if he lived more, he would have done more. But I think there's even an interview that he said, like, if I died right yeah, now, I would have, you know, I did all I could. I put all my effort. And at the end of the day, it is about that. It is about putting the effort. It is not so much, I feel like, about achieving because achieving is dependent on a lot more a lot more causes than just yourself. But but putting the effort, the first step, that's always on us. Because you can mm -hmm. take a bad first step, but it's, it, it is still a, a, a first step at the end of the day. And, and and the step after, and all those steps that are required to, to more than get where you want, to feel like you gave it your all. And, and I feel like, you know, now that I'm going more to the gym and all that, it is that feeling of when you go and you, you do what you you know you had to do, even though it was hard or whatnot, and you overcame it, it's like, okay, I feel, it's not happy, but it's like fulfilled, because I, I, 
I, I did what I set out to do. And it was 100% based on the effort that I put in. And yeah, it's scary to think that you could reach the end and not be able to say that about your whole life. That you were like, oh, maybe if I, maybe I should have tried to start a business or maybe I should have, you know, strived for a better relationship or for a better physique. And because not to say that those things would fulfill you, but the pursuit of them would or get you closer to it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like that is that. This is very dispersed, but it is always about the pursuit of things. Because mm-hmm. I don't think most people regret like, oh, I didn't make a million dollars. Or it's more, I didn't try to, to get there. That's <laughs> the biggest regret of them all yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, because once you actually get to those things, you, you, like, you realize that it, it wasn't what it was about. Most people, you know, once you, it's like that when, it's like that the, the famous case of like the, uh, the Olympic medalist, when he wins that medal, you know, it, it, it feels good for a while, but then, yeah. I think he realizes that what really was giving meaning to his life was the pursuit for it, not yep. the goal itself. And that's also something we need to pay attention to in our lives, you know. We only have goals, I, I, will, I believe, so they, because they can provide us a path to, to go and do something, you know. It's kind of our excuse to, to be on the road towards something. We need that excuse. But, yeah, the, the, at the end of the day, you know, because also people don't think enough, like, what is every day like? For you, you know, because every day, the, the 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 normal day is where you'll spend most of your life. You know, the goal when you achieve it, that's like a micro percentage <laughs> yeah. of your entire life. That's like zero point zero 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 one. You know, what happens to the rest of the ninety nine point nine nine percent? You know, that's what you really should be worried about. And are you Absolutely. like, and that only you only enjoy those ninety nine percent when you are doing something purposeful and that you enjoy doing. You know. You, you can't place a goal on something you don't enjoy doing then enjoy doing then achieve it and expect not to feel some kind of void because you realize that all of that time was wasted really for nothing because I think if you're lucky enough to realize that the path was the only thing that really mattered in, in your life then you then you can like start over and, and go do so, something else that really has meaning for you but if you're not lucky, to discover that, you just keep on this cycle of chasing things, you know, chasing these objects, these external things, yeah. this ideal weight, the ideal physique, my mansion, my my fortune, you know. And at the end of the day, what is it for, you know? Of course, these things, I like, those are, those are go- I'm not saying those are bad goals to strive for, but it's all about your why. It's all about why are you doing it. Yeah. Why, yeah. why are you doing it and what is it providing you with? You know, these are more important questions that no one really asks. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we can finish on this because, you know, a shorter podcast, but life can feel so short as well. So I think it's a <laughs> Oh, look at that poet. A poet, me. <laughs> look at the faucet. No, but uh, speaking of the why, and because now I'm uh, with the students' classes for, you know, the, the our mentoring program, um, a big part is, you know, it's all about defining the goals, how to get there and, you know, the whole process. I'm not going to go in detail, detail about that, but... A big part is not only identifying a very specific goal, but why you want to get there. And it is crazy because, you know, for the most part, we never bothered to figure out why we do things. Even though there are patterns uh, throughout our lives, we kind of always do, we're kind of always striving for the same thing, even if we don't know how to put it into words yet. And I feel like, you know, I would do this exercise if you're listening, is whatever you're striving for at the moment, let's say, okay, your goal is, I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle in the next six months. Let's say that's your goal. Then do yourself a favor and ask, why do I want this? 
And then whatever you answer, ask why again. And keep asking why until you'll, if you can be honest enough with yourself, you'll reach the core of why you're doing not only that, but everything in your life for the most part, everything that you like to do. And it is powerful because if you don't know that, then you can, you know, it's like you're lost in the sea and you, you, you go for one thing, then you go for the next, go for the next, and you never know why you're doing it. But having that, like, and I'll finish on this quote. Um, let me see if I can remember it correctly. Uh, him, okay, yeah, it's from Carl Jung, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, him whose life as a why can bear almost any how. Yeah, that's Nietzsche, actually. Nietzsche, okay. Yeah. yeah. That is a good he quote. Was a, yeah, it's a good quote, basically. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And yeah, then and we can end on powerful. that if you don't have anything else. Uh, yeah. yeah, with that being said, this was the Searching for Meaning podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.